the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and for the next couple hours, if you're going to hang on here at KKNT 960 in Phoenix, then uh, we're going to talk about car, car repair. We're going to argue about which tire is the best tire, which oil is the best oil, all that kind of stuff that goes along with the car show. And you're welcome to join us. Nate from Strictly Diesel is sitting here to my left. Nate and I have been friends for many years. He has a diesel shop called Strictly Diesel. You've heard me refer to him numerous times. Nate's really good with the Chevy, the Dodge, the Fords, the the common cars out there. Um, and Nate has taught me a lot about diesels. And, and I've talked a lot about his demeanor and his shop and his staff and all that kind of stuff. But I'm I'm happy. And so if you have a diesel question, now's the time. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> 602-508-0960. I don't know whether to buy the Chevy, the Ford, or the Dodge. I have a Chevy, and it's doing this. I was told that. I have a Dodge that needs this, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So if you're – but if you got a car question or a motorhome question, you can do that as well. But – Right now, strictly diesel, Mark, and we're talking diesels, but any kind of caller is is good. 602-508-0960. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing has been in Mesa since 1970. Brian and Thelma, all you have to do is meet them to understand why Mark really likes sending people there because they're honest, they're dependable, they're very talented with both customers and the ability to control the technicians and the parts pricing and all that other kind of stuff. So if you're in Mesa, the only place I can recommend you go, the only place I will recommend that you should go is Thompson's Auto Repair. That's on Main Street just east of Stapley. Main Street just east of Stapley. So are you getting any of the newer trucks in? Oh, yeah. Yet for oil changes and stuff like oh, that? Yeah. You Anything bet. you like or you don't like off the top of your head? You know, when they slice bread for you and and back up on their own, it's it's pretty amazing <laughs> how far they've come, you know. You need to explain that. <laughs> wow. The technology and the creature comforts are amazing. You know, it used to be it only be in a Cadillac. He'd find the stuff, and, and now they're in all our three-quarter ton and one-ton trucks. So, so. It, you have two keys, husband and wife, and when you put the key in, it sets the mirrors, it sets the seats, it sets the climate controls, everything for you. Yep. Pretty Automatically. Much, pretty much. Yeah. You know, you, you go into reverse, and the whole screen lights up, and you know what's around you just by looking at the screen. You don't have to look at your mirrors anymore. Yeah. It's it's crazy. And if you get too close, it'll go beep, 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 yep. beep. And then it goes faster, yep. faster, or yep. whatever. And then, then there's the only thing that's missing is the crash sound from <gasps> from the entertainment system. There's going to be a crash sound if you don't pay attention. Yeah. But yeah. I would like, at the time you hit the, I, I'd like, you know, and it lets you know that you just hit something. The Chevy's, the, the seat vibrates. That's a little different. Oh, you're kidding. I didn't no. even know that. Chevy, the newer Chevys and, and GMCs, the seats vibrate. That's warning you that wake up. Yeah. Hey, something's up here. Now, 
we have to tell people the very first thing you need to do is look at your screen because it's going to have something there that's telling yeah. you. Or do it the old-fashioned way and look at your mirrors. But Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. First time a seat vibrated, I got out of the truck and had to look at it because I'm like, what's going on here? Okay. And then I figured it out. But, yeah, it's it's crazy, the technology that's in these now. And especially the cameras that see all, all the back end, 180 degrees all the way around the car, all the corners, all the back, and then the noises associated with that. I can tell you that on my 2012 Dodge, um, it, it goes beep, 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 and it goes like that, but I've hit it before it tells me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I've already hit the trailer yeah. <laughs> that I'm hooking up to, yep. and I'm thinking to myself, I would have thought it was going to go into a beep when, it, when I'm close enough, but uh, I, Renee goes, well, you were backing up at 40 miles an hour, so it didn't have a chance. That's what she's going to say. It, yeah. It doesn't know whether to focus on the trailer or the receiver or or what you know at, at that point so it's trying to pick which one's best and and it's in it and if it makes a mistake it's your mistake yeah because you can't blame the camera no so no. oh and just all the creature comforts is i got in her car the other day and i put her key in it and the next thing i know the steering wheel's embedded in my chest and yes <laughs> and the seat is up real high yep. Yep. all that kind of stuff so it's whoa wait just a minute and you know what none of those options can be picked or changed until you put it in park Right. So I had already put it in reverse. So I'm sitting there going, oh, this is broken, or the pot fuse popped or whatever. And then I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, put it in park, and then I can adjust the seat. Yep. So I don't drive her car very often. You know why? Why? It's a Ford. Well, what's wrong with that? Well, I, I can't be seen in a Ford as much fun as I've had with Ford all of my life. <laughs> and, and and this is the second Ford she's bought. Oh, wow. And she had, she had a Ford Edge, and this is a, a Ford Explorer, and she loves them. And she loves the Explorer because it has some hold down seats and all that kind of fancy sure, stuff. Sure. But um, and and then and then we have a couple of Fords at the shop, and Andy drives an Explorer. Um, but it's just not something that I, I you know, I'm not going to say to the kids, you have to do this or you have to do that. Right. You know, you just buy whatever the heck you want. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. If you have a car question, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Had any really cars coming in that uh, had a specific nose noise, and you found a uh, skunk in the back seat or anything like that? Uh, anything that got you? Oh, we we get them all the time to get us. Yeah, we we're learning constantly. Uh-huh. So yeah. It's um it's there was we had a windshield washer that the pump was had pressure and the but there was nothing coming out of the squirters. But when we blew backwards in the line, it didn't come out at the reservoir or through the pump. Right. And 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 ultimately what we found was is that that hit it somebody had done something near the power brake booster and they had pinched the line. And so we had to go find it. Right. And right. and then then, the, then do you take the booster off and unpinch the line? No. I cut the back, I cut the front, I put a joint in there, and we're done. Exactly. And yeah. I'm not going in after that keep, stupid piece of, of plastic. Keep it simple. We're seeing a lot of uh, uh, rat damage or mouse damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems to be the time of year for it. So uh, yeah. crazy chasing windshield washer hose or wiring or whatever. It, it, it's all where did they go and how, how much did they chew, you know? Yeah. So. Um, there's a couple of ranchers and farmers that I know, and they put chicken wire down, and they parked their truck on top of the chicken wire. Hmm. And then they took a 110 cable, and they, they put the ground <laughs> to the truck, and they put the hot to the chicken wire. Yeah. Now, when that little guy decides to stand up and grab a hold of the cross member on right. the, the tranny, he turns to toast. Right. And and they all laugh and they say, well, nothing can happen because as soon as you you short a one ten circuit, it's on a ten amp, fifteen amp breaker, so it's going to pop the breaker. Right. 
He says, but it's pretty amusing to walk out there and find this little fried guy <laughs> underneath. And I'm thinking, you can't do that with kids or the paperwork. I mean, or the paper boy. You have to be careful with doing right. stuff like that. Right. It's not a great idea. There are traps available that you can put underneath your car and stuff sure. like that. Sure. But you don't have to. You don't have to create a, a death zone. <laughs> Someone told me, now granted, depending on where you live, this may or may not be viable, but they're like, just leave the hood open. I wonder why. Well. Because of heat? Well, it lets the heat up, but then it's open to air and they can't hide in there. You know. Oh. It's still dangerous if they're uncovered. And, and so you get in in the morning and the battery's dead because the hood light's been on. Yeah, the hood light's been on all night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta unplug the hood light, but. <laughs> That's the problem. The technology is so far advanced. And and even even with that, there's ways that we can go in and manipulate the technology. Yes. We can do all kinds of stuff to make things happen because we understand everything is just voltage. That's all it is, right. voltage. If the door is closed, then the, the number is five, and if the door is open, the number is one. And and so we can go in and manipulate that kind of stuff sure. and cause that to, to happen. And and I, I remember somebody told me that they were hired to put a switch on the passenger passenger side of the car where the wife wanted to be able to disable cruise control from her side oh wow and and it's that's not really hard all you got to do yeah. is break that circuit right so um it, and so we had and we put it in and 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 you would think that up would be on and down would be off Right. So that's the way we wired it. If she wants to, if if the cruise control, she wants the cruise control to work, leave it up. And if you want it not to work, leave it off. So she sits there and she flips it, and of course it cancels the cruise control. Well, after she does that for five times, and he doesn't see her do that, then he starts cussing the cruise control. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I hear this story, and I'm thinking, well, it's going to come back, yeah, because we're going to have to fix the problem, right? So what do you do? Communication with the wife and the husband there. Yeah, you know, let, let's talk. Exactly this is what happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, well, perhaps it's. I was thinking in front of the wife. Uh, perhaps it's the switch we installed for you to cancel the cruise control. <laughs> Did you leave that in the off position? You know, you you, f- you have to figure it out somehow. Exactly. But that's yeah. just a, one of many examples of. I I know people have done that. Right. Uh, done different stuff. Um, there's some people that want. They don't have the ability to disable the rear windows in the car for the kids so they they want to disable it so put a toggle switch somewhere in the dash you know what we use a lot is dim, old dimmer switches oh yeah the floor mounted dimmer switches yeah and just wire the circuit to there you push it once and the windows don't work in the back you push yep. it again and then the windows work yep and Good so idea. that kind of stuff so anyway 6025080960 anything new in your in your um parts uh purchases or your oils guys anything new any price increases and stuff like that Price increases like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. big yeah. time. Seems like supply is better. Not so much the problems there that it used to be. Yep. Uh, but price increases for sure. Yes. And and the supply, in in my opinion, um, is 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 terribly overrated because um, example after example of someone saying no one can find this part, and and as long as you find some derivative of the part number, you can find the part. Right. And you can cross it over or whatever. And so we're we're getting a lot of, um, but I, I think in my in my opinion, in my humble opinion, the humble, forget the humble, in my opinion, I think people are using that for a variety of different reasons. Maybe they don't want the job. 
And, right. and maybe they don't, they don't want the customer, or maybe they just don't want to do the work, or maybe this job, like a heater core in a BMW I mean, that pays 11 hours, they just don't want it. Right. So they say the heater core is not available. But virtually every car, we don't buy a lot of dealer stuff, but um, we're just not having any problems finding parts. Yeah. Uh, it, it, that part's made in 20 different boxes, and all we have to do is cross over the parts, the right. number, and, right. and find it. So, um, and again, we're we're using Rock Auto to some extent because they have the conversion to where you can look at that part in, a, in and get ten part numbers. Then you can Google it, and in, in Rock Auto, it tells you how many of those part numbers we have in stock. So, and then it's going to be shipped to us, and 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 within twenty four hours, we have the part. Right. So, um, and we're seeing lots of people saying it's not available. I think it it might be. I don't know. You can chime in. I think it might be that that maybe shops are using that to explain why the cars aren't going in and out as fast as they used to because we're all swamped. And we give people, I should only take me 24 hours to get your car done, but in reality the car's not going to get done in 24 hours. And so then then the the excuse is um, I'm having trouble getting parts. But in reality it's a scheduling problem, and it's because Mrs. Jones came in and and she's the best friend of your your wife, and and we need to put her in front of your car. (laughs) So those kinds of things. Those kinds of things, sure. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and we'll be right back. As a former congressman and the ranking member on the Judiciary Committee of the U.S. House of Representatives, Doug Collins knows what it means to fight for what he believes. And on every episode of the Doug Collins podcast, he'll explore all topics from politics to life advice and blend them together for a well-rounded discussion that you can use to get the most out of your life. The Doug Collins podcast. Subscribe today on Apple, Google, Spotify, and at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces. Just by giving her a bear hug, she masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Dad! Come on! Over here! Look at this, Dad! Over Whoa. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him? You can't even see the top of that thing! Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go, like hiking, biking, fishing, or camping. Or do your own thing when you get there with family and friends. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. 
Music is a bridge between the material and the spiritual. My name is Harvey Lauer, and I'm 82. As a blind person, you have to be aware that nobody can tell you what you can or can't do. You really have to try things. My folks got me a little radio in 1940, and that was the best Christmas present I ever got. When I was 11 years old is when I started to uh, play music, play the piano, and then the accordion, and then the cello. My wife, who was also blind, was a good cook. When she died, that's when I started Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, the lines are wide open. We have five. And if you'd like to talk to Mark and Nate, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. There's a lot of good shops in town, and Action Auto Repair is one of them at I-17 in Deer Valley. Tom has been there since 1983, and I've owned, I've known him since 1983. He has good technicians. Many of them are masters. And masters means that there's eight automotive tests, and so you can be... ASC certified in front ends or ASC certified in transmissions. But when you're a master, you've passed all eight automotive and light truck tests. So when you have a master technician or you have a bunch of master technicians, that's the that's the highest level of, of certification. But Action Autos, I-17 in Deer Valley, a good guy at a good place. And who is calling, Gil? Hey, good morning to John. John, good morning. How can we help you? Yeah, I have a question on car batteries. I bought a brand new uh, Honda Accord, 2018 Honda Accord, and okay. I've had the battery die twice since I've you know, I only got 45,000 miles on it. So I went back and looked at the first battery, went 22 months, and gave me 32,000 miles. And the second battery went 34 months and gave me 13,000 miles. Both times, interesting, it died. It ran fine one day, and the next morning I come out in the garage, and it won't start. You get no clicking anything, and you get a Christmas tree on the on the dash. So then mm-hmm. I come over and have it towed. The first one had to be towed because it wouldn't start. The second time, I I had they were able to jump it and get it running. So then I ran ran it over to the dealer and had the battery replaced. So, what's the average lifetime of of a battery. That's what it really boils down to is what's yeah. the average and, life of a battery. Is there any and you way go I can first. test the battery before it goes bit, be proactive and tested? Okay. The, all right. Well, we're going to do two questions, but first of all, um, what's the average life of a battery? In Phoenix, you're looking two years to four years if you're lucky. I, I'm, I agree 100%. Yeah. We're, we're typically not going to get you under two years, and we're not going to have anybody come in that's over four years. Uh, but I'll answer your question in a different way, too. The battery's life has everything to do with you. <laughs> everything. And 
And um, somebody who uses all their accessories, somebody who uses it for short trips, somebody who doesn't ever go through a real long heat cycle. Otherwise, let's get it up to operating temperature. Let's drive to Flagstaff. Let's do that kind of stuff. So every time that you pull a little bit of juice out of the battery, the alternator has to put the juice back in. And, 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 and there's that window is kind of wide. And so there's times that you, your battery fully charged is 13 volts. And so you drive it and you park it at 12 the alternator's not going to go crazy at 12. It's, at 12.4, I was going to say. At 12.4, it's not going to go crazy. Um, a battery is also affected by vibration and, and weight. Um, there, is this, there is a difference between the weight of a battery and its ability to do its job. The heavier batteries are built better, but they're also a lot more expensive. And so, um, but I don't, I don't really find, I'm not real worried that you've got 22 months um, in in 32,000 miles um you're not you're not driving the wheels off this car and and it's uh it could be short trips or it could be long trips but the long trips are better than the short trips because we're constantly having to top off the battery right right does john i'm assuming the car sits a lot yes it does yeah yeah that that right there especially during the summer months is is going to be hard on a battery and and one of the things that you could do, but this is no guarantee, you could go down to AutoZone or something like that and buy a battery tender, and you could plug it into the wall, and you could pop the hood. Now, here's the deal. You have to shut the hood after you're done because the hood light will stay on, and it'll counteract <laughs> the electricity sure. you're putting in the battery. Now, let me ask you a question. On the two that died, when John got in the car and hit the key, exactly what happened? Uh I didn't hear a solenoid click or anything. All I I noticed is the uh, dash. I say Christmas tree. It just it randomly went through all the different things possible on and off. It okay. wouldn't start. Right. So your then your, I your car it. falls in. Pardon me. I, I say your car falls in the year range too, where there's so many modules that are active at any given time. I mean, if you unlock the door and open and close the door, there's a module that's alive in that thing for probably two minutes afterwards. So oh, yeah. that right there drains the battery and has a load on it that, you know, unless you're driving it, it can't recover from it. So And, and the alternator is going to put back electricity, but if you got your headlights on high and you got your air conditioning blowing on high and you got the stereo system on and your wife's plugged into the cigarette lighter with her laptop and all that kind of stuff... Um, there is, there's going, there's never going to be a time where you use more than the alternator can provide, but it's going to get close. It's going to get close, and especially on the short drive, because the duration of the time that the alternator is capable of replenishing the battery, is 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 very significant. So if it's a 10 minute to to the grocery store and back, the alternator really hasn't had the opportunity to put back the electricity it took to start your car to go to the store and start your car and go back home. So those are all the moving parts. Uh, I, I, I think you just keep doing what you're doing. You can try different batteries. Um, uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a real fan of, of the idea that the dealer batteries are the best in the whole wide world because I don't believe that and, and Nate's shaking his head. He doesn't either. No, no, no. Well, Motocraft makes a good battery. That, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, John. I I just been going to the Honda dealer. I yeah. Take it back and get it serviced. Are uh, they prorating it? Are so if it's a four year battery and you only got a year on it, are they prorating it? So you're just paying twenty five percent. Okay. I, I believe well, I, so. I, I'm just trying to get away from the 
having it die. I'm not concerned if I'm at home and it dies, but then I got to thinking, well, what if I go to my destination and it dies there? It's more of an inconvenience. I'm also concerned the fact that it, it, it made a rattling noise and it didn't crank over, and, it went, and when you hit the key, it went click, click, or something like that. That means the battery is in full collapse because we need 9.6 is the number. So we need 9.6 or big, bigger than that just to have it crank over, at least crank over, and stuff like that. And so when you have nothing like that and you hit the key and nothing happens and, and the Christmas tree goes on and off and, and lights go on and off, that means that battery's in, in distress. And so I, I don't know why, but um, I, I think I'd change the brand. I think, and I think you'll save some money if you change the brand too. <laughs> yeah, don't don't be afraid to try something different than a Honda battery. That's that's that's, yeah, yeah. And because Honda doesn't make batteries. They they they're one of the four big battery makers. They make everybody's battery and just slap a tag on them. So oh sure. Know. So well, what if do you, you think about uh, go to AutoZone and get one of these battery testers? Tenders test like every week. No, be, it, I can get I you can get a digital voltometer, and I'll tell you right now. A fully charged battery is 13 volts, okay? okay? 13 volts. You need at least 12 volts, 11 and a half volts to crank the starter, nine and a half really, but I'm going to tell him 10, okay? 10 for 10 sure. 10 yeah. for sure. Yeah. And so the battery's operational is between 12 and 13 and a half, almost 14 volts, yep. because if you check it when it's running, then the alternator can be putting 14 volts in the battery. So it, and the starter's not going to work above, b- below 9.6. So your window... I'm going to give you your window is 10 to 13, 10 to 13. So if you want to check your battery, then that'll give you the idea. But I, you know, I think it's more you and your, your, your driving habits. I would suggest strongly that you just get a battery tender, open up the hood, connect the cables, shut the hood. And I think that will solve your problem because we're going to top off the battery because you're not driving long enough and far enough to to replenish it. Thank you, John. i got to run 602-508-0960, If you have a car question or a car problem, now's the time because the lines are wide open, 602-508-0960. Nate from Strictly Diesel sitting here. My name's Mark Salem. Both of us have been around the block. We both have gray hair, and we both have fingernails with a little bit of dirt in them. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. If you're like most people retiring today, you can't just live on Social Security alone. And most don't have a pension. So how do you achieve a certain level of retirement income? Tune in Sundays at 8 a.m. for the Bright Wealth Management Show with Matt Degas. Learn how to protect your principal, lock in your gains, avoid probate, and generate income that you can't outlive. Create your own personal pension. Take the right financial steps towards a lasting retirement. That's the Bright Wealth Management Show with Matt Degas, Sundays at 8 a.m. Hey, is that a faucet running? Nope, that's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. It is? Yeah, forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. The water comes straight from the forest to us. In fact... What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum! That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. How do trees clean the air? They soak up the dirty air on their leaves, branches, and trunks, which means clean air for us. Hmm. Cool. I didn't know that. Yep. But the forest does more than give us clean air and water. It gives us shade for hot days, birds to listen to, and trees to climb. 
Wow, that's awesome. I didn't know how cool the forest could be. Hey, let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier-hound chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle, simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. That was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force reserve thousands of young people are dying from counterfeit prescription drugs laced with lethal doses of fentanyl just one counterfeit pill laced with fentanyl can kill visit onepillkilled.org to learn more all about that demon after the hour, 10 o'clock, Mark Salem here with Nate from Strictly Diesel, and uh, certainly you can join us if you'd like. The lines are wide open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Automatic Transmission Exchange has been in the Phoenix area since 1968. The transmissions they worked on in 1968 are quite different than the electronic son-of-a-guns that we've got today. Back then they had three speeds and they shifted it with throttle pedal pressure and engine vacuum. Today we have eight speeds and the computer handles everything. But they still operate the same. They just make it happen with vacuum or fluid pressure or temperature or a command from the computer. Basically the transmission hasn't changed. It's just the electronics that go with it. So transmission, automatic transmission exchange can provide an and products and exceed OEM specifications and every transmission is thoroughly checked on their state-of-the-art dynamometer before it's installed. So they make sure it's going to shift before they put it in the car. So if you live anywhere near 40th Street in Washington, and as a matter of fact, this applies for the entire Phoenix area as far as I'm concerned, automatic transmission exchange, 40th Street in Washington. We get back to that, to get back real quick. Okay, I got a caller. I'll do the caller first. Yeah, let's do that. Who's that? Say hello to Paul. 
Paul, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. Uh, I have a kind of an unusual problem. I bought a I bought a uh, a 2021 Malibu, and it was in an accident, a small accident. And the seller told me that the uh, GM wouldn't uh, do the uh, airbag. The airbag was de- was deployed. So when I took it to the dealer, I had a big argument with them, and I basically they. They basically did not want to cover anything, so I wrote uh, and a complaint to the attorney general, and they started to relax their uh, problems that they have with me. So, but they still won't do the, the uh, cover anything. Anyway, I I uh, I had the. Uh, Paul, stop for a minute. Pause. Paul, stop, 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 stop. Paul, we need to know. We need. It's time for us to ask questions. Were you in an? Was this car in an accident when the airbag deployed, or is this an airbag deployment that has no accident attached to it? No, there was an accident, and the airbag was deployed. Well, why is? I, why, I understand that, and you bought it with the airbag deployed. Yes. Okay. And, I, and I drove uh, it. It was fine. There was no problem. Okay, and, and, and what, did you leave the bag sitting on the steering wheel? That's what or I don't understand. Take... I don't know why or who or anything, but if the airbag was deployed, wouldn't they have had... Anyway, they don't want to cover it. They sent me to a dealer. The dealer told wait, me... Wait, wait, Paul, 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 you've said this. We need to ask questions. Why? What's the problem right now? Is the airbag is the airbag in the steering wheel? They won't tell me. The dealer will not tell me. <laughs> is, is, is there an airbag light on currently? Is there something telling you there's a problem? Yeah, the airbag light was always on, but now there's about six other lights on, and the dealer said that GM. Okay, will... we're not going to. You keep going in in different directions, Paul. We can't. We you, you just can't do that. Um, you bought a car that was wrecked and evidently fixed by some, put back together in some fashion by somebody else. You're stuck with that car, and the dealer's not going to give you. You didn't buy the car from them. They don't have any allegiance to you. This somebody else had a wreck, and somebody else tried to put this thing back together, and you got problems. These problems are yours. They're not the dealers. I don't stick up for dealers very often, but this is one of those based on what's coming out of your mouth. This is your problem. You're going to have to pay somebody to go in and put this thing back together. They're going to have to figure out if there's an airbag or if it's a used airbag. I hope not. Or if it's one out of a wrecked car, I should say, um, or a new one. And, And then there is a process to put in a new airbag and reset everything so you don't have any lights. But if you've got a check engine light and you've got a whole bunch of codes, you're in big trouble. You're just in big trouble. All of this is yours. The dealer has no responsibility, and the shop that that changed the oil doesn't have any responsibility. This is yours. You bought a car that had been damaged and had not been put back together right, and uh, and that's your that's that's your responsibility. The only thing you might want to do is talk to your insurance company to see if they'll participate in the repair of your car. Probably not, because they didn't insure the car when it was wrecked. Somebody else had that problem. 
but Paul, there's just not much we can help you with. We we can't explain the dealer's position. We can only guess, and I've done my best job in guessing. Good luck, Paul. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. When we start talking about parts and, 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 and stuff, we, let's talk about batteries real quick. The experts in batteries tell me that the heavier battery is worth more money because it has more lead and it yes. has more dividers and stuff like that. But I can't imagine anybody going into Costco with their kitchen scale or their, their weight scale and weighing the batteries, but you could. You could. You could. You can get on the Internet and you can look at batteries, and there's going to be a weight associated with the battery. The heavier battery is going to cost more, and it's going to be a slightly better battery. Usually the cold cranking amps are bigger on a heavier battery. Physically heavier. Physically, yeah. physically heavier, yes. Okay. Now, a, a normal battery should have 12 volts in it at the very minimum. It's 13 volt. It's fully charged. Okay? So there's, and, and these numbers are going to glaze people's eyes over. So when the alternator's running, we're going to be at 13.5 or so. <laughs> and so, but when the engine is cranking, we might be down to 12 and a half or 12 or maybe even 11 and three quarters. Yes. So the battery itself has a sweet spot right in the middle on the voltage. And I think you'll agree with me that that sweet spot's somewhere around 13 volts. A yeah. fully charged battery is going to be 13 volts. I agree. So, so we're going to use, it, uh, uh, it's going to go above it when the alternator fires up. And go below when the starter starts sucking all the juice out of the battery. Right. But that window is where it always operates, and there's nothing we can do to change that. So if it's if you crank it over in the morning, it, it makes a difference whether the temperature is 20 degrees or whether the temperature is 60 degrees, <laughs> because the starter is going to use a lot more electricity at 20 degrees in the morning cold as opposed to 60 degrees when it's warm. Right. And the alternator will always, almost always pop the voltage at the battery if you're going to check the voltage of the battery. If the, alt- if the battery has 12.8 and you start the car, typically there'll be one volt more than that when you bring the idle up after you start the car. So it'll go from 12.8 to 13.8. We know all of, all of us gray-haired guys know all these numbers. And we know that 9.6 is the floor. We know for, uh, north of 14, we're in, somebody's in trouble. The alternators, the grounds are missing. So you, I had a guy not too long ago. He took, he replaced everything electrical, everything electrical. And he says, I want you to look at it. And I said, well, I'm not going to personally look at it, but I'll have the shop look at it, take it in. And they found the, somebody had taken, done a bunch of battery cables. Now, from the negative cable, we go to the engine we right. go to the frame. Right. We go to the fender. Right. There was only an engine one. Oh. And so he had all kinds of weird problems, and he's yeah. replacing batteries and alternators and regulators and modules. And, and really and truly, a number 10 wire with two eyes on it fixed his car. Right. But the cost to find the fact that we're missing that ground um, probably cost him $150, $175. Right. So it's just the way it is. One of the first things I tell my guys all the time, how are our power and grounds? What does it look like? Is it corroded? Is it melted? Is it, you know? And I know we're going to take a break real quick, but let me just kind of describe this. We're going to put the positive lead on the positive battery, okay? And we're going to take our negative lead, and we're going to touch all the places, and the voltage better be the same in every single place we touch. Yes. So our, we we're, we're, we're got our ice pick in the positive cable, and we touch the radiator the core support, the firewall, the door, 
the engine, the power steering pump, and the water pump. And every single one of those better be the same voltage reading. Exactly. And if they're not, then we're missing a ground. Exactly. Now you got to find it or make it. Yes? Make it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and we're not going to chase it down. No. We're going to just make a new one. Exactly. We're going to take our grinder and and grind a piece. We're going to build a new jumper wire. We're going to screw it in there. We're going to spray it with some rubberized undercoating, and we're done. A lot of the older trucks, you'd be amazed how much is fixed by adding a ground cable somewhere. And you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Okay, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. There's five of them. 602-508-0960, and we'll be right back. Drowning in IRS debt? If you can't afford to pay your IRS debt due to economic hardship, you can now be free of IRS collection efforts by taking advantage of a special IRS tax hardship program. This program allows Americans who owe the IRS to resolve their delinquent tax debt once and for all. In some cases, maybe even reducing what you owe significantly. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Simply dial 800-555-88. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back or have years of unfiled tax returns, help is standing by. Just call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-555-88 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your social security check. Call 800-555-88 to see if you qualify. That's 800-555-88. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. Hey, everyone. You know, let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. That felt good, huh? Just like that, we had a nice, special sort of moment, together. Of course, they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They could be loud moments, goofy moments, sporty moments, dorky moments. Moments where we talk or walk or just hang out. It doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Today, call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Okie dokie, okie dokie. Um, all of a sudden, we have lost um, our... Uh, Hold on just a minute. And, oh, there it is. And I think I'm going to fix it just right now. 
I had moved the um, the, the matrix to you the left, it. yeah, and, and I accidentally unplugged the audio that, oh, no. that tapes the show. So I, yeah. I'm in panic mode, but it's there. It's there, and it's Gil's fault, no matter what. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Auto Dynamics <laughs> in Sun City is the largest and most trusted source for for automotive services. I've known Chuck since the '60s. He opened up his shop there in 1982. And he's on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue, and he's a good guy. And when people say, hey, I live in Sun City, who should I go to? My answer is always the same, Automotive Dynamics. Jay, I got three callers. We're going to do them real quick. Jay, how can I help you today? Yes, sir. Uh, first of all, big fan, been listening to you for 20 years. Favorite weekend show. Thank uh, you. Thank I, you. I just got a new pickup, a 2021 Chevy Silverado, and I'm barely smart enough to know how to operate it all, all the features. Mm-hmm. But uh, it has this feature on it that I'm sure you're familiar with. When you stop, when you're in drive and traffic, the engine turns off to save fuel. Mm-hmm. And yes. my question is, does that feature affect the longevity of an engine over time? Because I have the capability to turn it off. I was just curious of your thoughts on that. So I'm still waiting to see that exact question because I have the same thoughts. Uh, my F-150 has the same system on it where it shuts off and, and starts. And, yes, I can I can shut it off and not have to worry about it. Uh, my comment to this, because obviously when it starts, you're on the go and moving right away. I know the oil pumps have come a long way, but I usually take three seconds, maybe four, to, with a slight pause once it starts again before I proceed to accelerate. Just to make sure the oil's lubricating everything. Because sometimes you're sitting at a light, you could be there for two, three minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mm-hmm. starting your motor all over again. So, yeah. and and depending on the load, do you have your AC going or not? It'll sit there and not run. So, and how late are you to your appointment? Exactly, how late? <laughs> so, I, I'm waiting on that same question to be answered. I'm kind of testing our F-150 as as my own little insignificant test, but uh, okay, yeah, I have question. an answer. I have, you an, have answer. an answer. Yeah, okay. I have an answer. First of all, I, I don't like the idea at all. Yeah. At all, and second of all, the starter that they put in those things is not the same starter that they put in a regular gas motor no. from the year before. No, it's a much bigger, heavier starter. Um, there's no; it's a fuel economy thing, it and is they fuel did that. That's all it is. And so, if you want to do the very best, and and and, and to answer your question, it has no effect on the engine because that's what he said. It has an effect on the starter, but not on the engine. Starter and battery, yeah, yes, for sure. Starter and for battery. Sure. So my my thing would be is is when you pull up to an intersection, throw it into neutral, take the load off the engine, let it idle. The amount of fuel it's going to use while you go through a red light is akin to maybe one or two tablespoons of gasoline in that in that period of time. And I don't like the idea that we have to change our habits and all of a sudden we're going to have this delay when the light turns green because there is this delay until we right. fire the motor up. Right. I, I right. don't like that at all. So, um, but I'll but, uh, I'll play with the brake pedal. I'll creep it a light. I'll steering wheel. I'll move it. You know, just whatever I can do to keep the motor running. You know, granted, it's only a push of a button. So why it's so hard to push a button? I, I you know, can't answer that. But you know, there, there's ways around it for sure. I think um, I, if I were you, and, and and let me ask you this: Are you trading your truck every two or three years, or are you one of those hundred thousand, two hundred thousand mile guys? No, my last truck was a 2009 Chevy. It was totaled in a rear end three okay. weeks ago. It had yeah. 375,000 miles on it. Well, if you wouldn't have let your wife drive it, you'd, we, you, we, we wouldn't <laughs> even be in this mess, would we? And, and well, I'm teasing you. 
I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. Don't tell her I said that. I'm te- um, really and truly, it's the dollars and cents um, don't make sense to me. That what we're saving, we're creating a, 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 a problem here. That all of a sudden there's a heck of an accident in front of you, and your tendency is to, to turn the steering wheel right and hit the throttle because the car's coming at you. Well, you can't do that if you're sitting there at the intersection with a dead motor. Right. And so I don't, I don't like it. It's a fuel economy thing. That's all it is. It's there's nothing else there. So you pick and 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 can, I, can you take the default off of your Ford? We could shut it off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And there's companies out there now that are making modules that you can plug in to just leave it off. Period. Period. So yeah. yeah. You can just get on the internet and just punch in your car and just say I don't want the uh, auto start at the traffic light and there'll be plenty of people that will help you. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Take that. I, I button so i'm gonna hit the button and not uh, have a have that feature on anymore yeah I, I would do that thank you jay thank you very much ryan you're up next ryan how can we help you good morning hey thanks for taking my call i have a 2020 gmc sierra hd 2500 nice. um bought new in december 2019 okay and um i've got 127,000 miles on it already i'm a contractor do lots of driving okay um, the problem I'm wondering if there's a fix for is the factory brakes seem to constantly make noise. And I don't, the dealership has basically kind of thrown their hands up and they're like, it's just, it is what it is. GM doesn't have an answer for it. Um, had them, re- had them recently replaced again and same thing, factory brakes. Is there an aftermarket that has solved this problem? Well, let's see, let me tell you what the problem is. And I'm quite sure that what I'm going to tell you is different than what you've been told. The brakes are squealing because they're moving in their bracket. They squeak and they vibrate. When you put them into the caliper, you're supposed to pin them. They have ears that go over the caliper. And those of us that are smart put a piece of wood underneath the caliper and hold the pad up, and then we take a center punch or a punch, and we just stake the the ears on the the caliper. Another thing is, is, do you ever use your parking brake? Um, it probably goes on every three weeks or so. Okay. Just because I'm parked on a hill, it's an automatic, you know, it just engages any time it out a level. Oftentimes, if you have four-wheel disc, that's the only way we adjust the rear brakes. Is it, sure. it, And there is, they, they will adjust, but that's the better way to do it. Sometimes you just get in there, hold the lever, and push your foot down 20 times. The, the Is it front or back that's that's squeaking? It's the front. Okay. Um, you know... We, we this on a one to ten scale for us is this is nothing. Uh, we understand that you're stopping and starting and doing all that other kind of stuff, but the noise is because the pad is vibrating and it's moving, and the back of the pad is metal and the front of the piston cup is metal, and the two of them get together. They make pads that go on the back of the pads. You can stake the the pad and tighten it up. And on a tire rotation, it's no big deal to put a little pry bar underneath the bottom of the front pad and then. Hit, take a hammer and hit the two doggone ears to to, to reattach it to the caliper. So, you got uh, anything? Uh, aftermarkets do have other options, so there are options out there. I know some of the pads come with a gel that goes on the back side of the yes. pad to help with noise. Because that's where the noise is at, the back of the pad and the fingers on right. the caliper. That's where the right. noise is coming from. Boogers, we call it. If you want to smear boogers all over there, that'll yeah. work sometimes, too. Yeah. And believe it or not, I've told people, take a garden hose to the brakes when it's cold. And, and let rust build up a little bit and see if that helps the noise at all. A lot of the brake dust, if you're starting and stopping and the truck's loaded, you, you get so much brake dust in those wheels that that's what contributes to the noise too. So 
maybe just a garden hose on the weekend to the to the caliper and, and the rotor and, and see what that does for you during the week. And a lot of times we'll we'll do it. Somebody who has this problem on an oil change will pop the front tires off of it because the noise is typically the front. Yep. And we'll take our circular sanders and we'll just rotate the rotors 360 yep. degrees and put a non-directional finish on the front and the back of the rotor. And we do that part of an oil change. So that's a great question. Has the dealer replaced the rotors when they do the pads? So uh, not not to catch you off off guard at all. Your shop was the last one who did my brakes. And honestly, this this service at Strictly Diesel was great. So uncalled oh, for plug for you guys. Uh, Jonathan was my service guy over there. Awesome, um, thank you. And um, it, uh, it we the war- the rotors were so warped from that heavy storm we had in Scottsdale not long ago, where we ended up driving through puddles. Um, and they we did a we did new rotors, new pads. Can I just rework the whole front end, get an alignment, everything else? Okay. And you know, just within a week, we're back to. The same noise that the factory told me. Uh, you're out of luck, man. GM says it is what it is. Get it back to I us. Mean, it, this is if, okay. if you if you can be without the truck, get it back to us. I want to see it, and and let's see if we can figure something out for you. Yeah, I you know, it. we yeah. we I'm, the pads you talk about, we we buy those by the basket full and just put a a pad on the back of the pad because it's the metal part of the pad and the metal part of the caliper piston is the noise. So we just put a blanket in there and and try to keep it quiet. But now we also bevel it. Most pads are now beveled on the leading edge of the pad. Yes. But sometimes we'll put a little bit more of a bevel on there so that it doesn't rock back and forth. So there's there's things that we can do, but it's all your fault anyway. Um, it's it's uh, Ryan, it's all your fault because um, you're a contractor, and, and no. we always blame yeah. it on the contractor. No, it's not the contractor. Yeah, I'm teasing, you. I know, I'm teasing I know, you. I know, I know. All righty, Ryan, thank you very much, buddy. Thank you very much. Steve, you're up next. How can we help you? Um, my wife has a two, uh, thanks for taking my call. My wife has a 2000 Senate 15 Genesis sedan. A good car. We put about 40,000 miles on it last two years. About two weeks ago, I was driving it with her, and I noticed I came up the stoplight, and the oil pressure light came on just at the stoplight. As soon as I accelerated away, it went off. So I quickly checked the oil. Oil was fine. And we've been driving it because where we were out of time, we didn't have much of a choice. Um, and I assume it's the oil pressure sensor because obviously if the oil pump was gone out, the engine would have seized by now. But the sensor is located way down, and you have to remove the upper intake, the lower intake. About a $1,000 job at wow. a dealership or any place else that I've checked with to get to it and replace it. Um, most recently, and I haven't driven it, but she said the light has not been coming on. But I, I think it's just, you know, when it's idling in gear, which is the only time it would do it, you take it out of gear, speed it up a couple hundred RPMs, the light would go off. I'm just wondering if that's worth spending the money on doing that. Uh, no, you, you, you've just jumped from 1 to 10. I mean, you, you've just talked about the oil pressure light coming on intermittently, but you didn't say anything about the engine was clattering. You didn't say anything about the smoke coming out from underneath the hood. You didn't say anything about all the other symptoms, engine knocking. You didn't give us anything else, but we just got the light. And then all of a sudden, we're in a $1,000 repair to, to replace the oil pressure switch. There's just a whole lot in between all of that. Um, it would be critical to know where the oil level was at when the light came on, you know, pull off the side of the road, um, pull the stick and, and look at it and get a good reading on it because we don't want it below the ad mark. A lot of cars will consume a lot of oil out of the pan, and then when you shut them off, as the oil in the valve valve covers and in the upper part of the engine falls down, then it comes to, 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 to the full mark. But you didn't say anything about a clatter. All you said was the light came on, 
and I'm not real sure that I'd spend a thousand dollars going in on the top of the intake. So we're gonna hey, stay right there, and we'll be back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon intelligence agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.